0: Most places that I go now, I use a, I use a Siri, the little app on your phone, and, and I tell her where I want to go, and, and it strikes me out, and I go, and uh, every now and then we, we still get a little lost. We still get a little bit crooked. Problem is, Siri's not perfect, especially whenever you start talking about roads that aren't exactly uh, asphalt and whenever you start talking about places that are way back up in the woods. Well, whenever we was, uh, whenever we was kids, and most of you – most of you is older than I am. Most of you know that you, you used not to have a Siri or a time or anything. You had to use what's called an atlas. And I always liked atlases. They, they were maps. and uh, If you didn't know how to read a map, you just turned it upside down and it would straighten everything out. And, and you had to follow that map wherever you was going. And, and whenever you get to a rest stop, uh, we took a trip to Colorado when I was a kid, a little bit of kid. And whenever we took that trip to Colorado, we stopped at the rest stops and we pick up maps of that state. And that's how we got through that state. We didn't have a map of the world or the, the nation. We, we'd stop at the rest stop. We'd get a map of Texas, and it would take us the interstates through Texas. We'd stop in New Mexico, and it'd take us uh, north out of New Mexico. And, and that's the way we got around. But whenever it comes to navigating life, it, it's a little bit harder. There's not an instruction manual. Uh, and if you Google how to life, the, uh, there's several books that show up. And a lot of them have to do with, uh, have to do with taxes and taxes people, social anxiety and such, but whenever it comes to navigating life, we, we have all the answers we need, we, we have all the guide we need. And the, the reason that series and, and maps on your phone and time times become so popular is because it could be built into your vehicle. Have any idea how hard it would be if you was going somewhere and, and you was the only person in the vehicle and you was trying to read a map and drive at the same time? That don't work out. We can't even text and drive, let alone read a map and drive. So, Whenever something is built into the vehicle and your radio will tell you, hey, turn right here. 500 feet, turn left here. And and then it made it a little bit easier. So whenever something is built in, it makes it a whole lot simpler to follow. It just makes it a little bit more user-friendly. For those of us who are saved, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but the first song we sang this morning is There's a Great Day Coming. And if you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, that great day is going to be a sad day for you. But if you're here and you know Jesus, you have a, a guide built into your life. It's uh, it's very, very user-friendly, and it's built into salvation. Whenever you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within you. And the Holy Spirit comes to teach us all things. John 14 and 26 says the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the guy that, that Jesus will send us after he departed this world, will teach us all things. Everything that we need to know, the Holy Spirit already knows, and, and all we all we have to do is. Listen, anybody ever not listen to a GPS? How far did that get you? Right off into, I don't know where I'm at. Pull off and ask a stranger. Pull off and find it. All we have to do is listen. Hosea chapter number 14, verse number 9. Who is wise? And he shall understand these things. Prudent, and he shall know them. For the ways of the Lord are right. And the just walk in them, but the transgressors shall fall therein. Do we have any know-it-alls in the building? Mm-hmm. Anybody? Know-it-alls? Nobody? I can't be just it? There's got to be another know-it-all in here. Okay, I'm just of the for you got to pay for that one, don't you? Yeah, he will. We all like to, to think of ourselves as know it all in, in at least one area of our life. Whenever it comes to knowing it all, I know a little bit about a lot, but a lot about a little. Make sense? I'm not a know-it-all in everything. I'm a know-it-all in anything. But there are certain people that go to school for a trade. If you go to school for electricity, you are supposed to be the authority on electricity. If you go to school for, for machine work, you're supposed to, to be a know-it-all. You're supposed to be the, an expert in that field. The Holy Spirit is an expert in this field. Whenever it comes to knowing it all, we may think we got it figured out. You ever heard the term that God listens to our plans and laughs? He does. He knows exactly what's going on. God knows it all, and God is the know it all. Not they know it all. God is the know it all. He knows our future. He knows our past. He knows our present. He knows what's going on in your head right now. He knows who's thinking about going fishing. He knows who's thinking about not being in church. He knows who's thinking about his son Jesus Christ. He knows who's saved. He knows who's lost. He knows every thought of every waking minute of our day. He knows our dreams. He knows it all. Everything. Nothing can be hid from him. And so who is wise? Who is wise that he can say I'm smart compared to God? If we compare ourselves to one another, we're smart in different ways. My wife took a pile of plant science classes and she's a plant nerd. Whenever we was in college, she beat me in the plant classes. A real shame. But whenever it comes to other things, whenever it came to things that I was passionate about, things that I, I knew a little bit more about, I made a better grade. And so we could say that I was smarter than that and she was smarter than this. But whenever we talk about who is more intelligent, who is better, who do we listen to, who do we pay attention to, God is wise in all of it. God is wise in everything. Now, my daughter had not started asking me questions yet. But I've been teaching for seven years and kids ask the strangest questions. They ask you things... <laughs> From A to Z, front to back. You really don't have a very good answer. Why is this? Who does that? Well, what's going on here? And it can be about social situations. It can be about mom and daddy. It can be about the school. It can be about algebra three. It can be about anything. And they're going to ask you a question. And how do you answer it if you don't know the answer? What do you say? Go find somebody smarter. Now we say Google it. Look to somebody who's an expert in that field if, if you have a question, if you have a problem. Whenever it comes to, to navigating our life, God is the expert in that field. Because He already knows what's coming. If He knows what's coming, and, and illustration is used in the New Testament, if you know a thief is going to come break in, what are you going to do? You're going to be prepared for it, right? God knows when the thief is coming. But we got to listen to Him whenever He tries to prepare us for it. Who is wise? He shall understand these things, these things in the Bible, these things that that the prophet Hosea was speaking on. And prudent. Prudent means careful, thoughtful about the future. Who pays attention to the things that are are coming? We worry about one very, very, very difficult thing, and I can't get it out of kids' heads, and I can't get it out of my head because I'm bad about it too. It's called instant gratification. Instant gratification means that you focus on the here and now and not about what's coming in the future. Not about what what the consequences may be. Not about what the rewards may be. But what is instantly yours right now, right then. It's like winning the lottery. And you can take take it all right now. Or you can take more of it in, in increments down the road. Well, it's smarter to take increments, but more people than not take it all right now because of the instant gratification. We want to know the answers and we want it now. What's the commercial? It's my money and I want it now. We all want that instant gratification. We all want to say, I got it figured out. I can do it. I, I, I. You know what's wrong with that? It's that word I. Who is wise that he can know these things? Who is prudent? Who can understand it? We start using eyes, and that's where we get in trouble. That's where we have a problem. It's not about us to... To know what's best for our life. God does. We gotta listen to it. We gotta pay attention to it. Do you believe that God can speak to you? It's a trick question. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. The Holy Spirit speaks, and we read that Wednesday night. The Holy Spirit speaks what it hears. It hears from God and speaks to us. God will speak to us through his Spirit, but, but we don't always have to listen. Right? Anybody in here in the guilty of not listening? Hardly ever? To your husbands? I'm going to flip that around. Wives don't hardly ever pay attention to what their husbands say. Why? Only half of it, means it makes a difference. We can choose to listen. We can choose to not. We can choose to pay attention. I give, I give tests in class, and a lot of times I mess with the kids during the instructions. You've taken them tests before. It says, uh, it says read the whole test. You get to the bottom and it says instructions, only complete number 25. Put your name on the paper and turn it in. Kids don't read the instructions, they don't pay attention, they don't listen. And they miss it all. If we don't listen to God, we're going to miss it all. If we don't pay attention to Him, we'll flip over. Proverbs chapter number 3. Solomon was considered to be a very intelligent person in his day. He asked God for the wisdom to govern his people. And God gave him wisdom beyond what he could even imagine. Because he desired to be used of God. Proverbs chapter 3 verse number 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. That's where it begins. That's where it begins. This is immediately preceding, uh, uh, preced, uh, uh, after following salvation. Trust in the Lord with all that heart, lean not don't understand understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. God will tell us what to do. God will show us where to go. But we've got to listen to him. We've got to pay attention to him. What is the most difficult thing whenever it comes to getting along with another person? Whether it be a friend, family, co-worker, a spouse, a kid. What is the, the easiest way to be at odds with one another? Me and my wife do it all the time. All the time. At least four times a day. The easiest way to become at odds with one another is to have a breakdown in communication. To make assumptions. To forget to tell somebody. A couple of weeks ago, and it wasn't funny, but this is a prime example. Brother Joe Lott was preaching at Revival of State Line. Emily went to Bush to teach guitar lessons. I had Bailey. It gets about six thirty. I'm over there working and my mom and daddy said, Hey, we we think we're gonna go to State Line Revival. I said, Well, I think I'ma go too. Called my brother Trey, he said, Hey, I think we're gonna go too. Anybody ever been in State Line Church? How much cell phone service you had? Zero. Down in that holler, you ain't got nothing. Not a bar, not a lick, not a whisper. So I I get Bailey ready for church and, and we pile up and we go to church. What have I forgotten? Yeah, I didn't think about it at the moment. I forgot to tell her where we was going to church. So we're sitting in church, great service. It lasts about an hour. We, uh, we end up talking a few minutes. This was an hour after she'd gotten home wondering where we were at. She didn't, she didn't know where I was. She didn't know where Bailey was. And, and it, was, it was my fault. I didn't tell her. It was a breakdown in communication. The easiest way to become at odds with someone is to have a breakdown in communication. Well, what's something that, that, that they're always wanting from the police department? They're always wanting transparency. They're always wanting to just, just give us the facts. Transparency. Don't hide nothing. Transparency. God is transparent. He give us his word. He said the Holy Spirit will guide you. He said my word will guide you. Not a maybe, not a if, not a perhaps. It will Happen. But like most of God's promises, they are contingent. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm take that back. All of God's promises are contingent. There's a but. God will guide us. If we trust in the Lord with all our heart, lean not into our own understanding, and in all of our ways acknowledge him, then he shall direct our paths. The Holy Spirit will tell us, and, and, and we're going to turn over and read it. John in chapter number 14. We're going to be there for a minute anyway. Book of John chapter number 14. Verse number 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, shall teach you all things. He will teach you how to life. He will teach you how to live. He will teach you how to witness. He will teach you how to study. He will teach you how to be an evangelist, a missionary, a a teacher, a preacher, how to be a child of God. He will teach you how to, to be a soul winner. He will teach you how to be a comforter. He will teach you how to pray. He will teach you how to study. He shall teach you all Things. Everything. That don't leave anything out. But you know where the bud is here? But you gotta listen to it. You gotta listen to it. You, you, can, you can stand right here and you can you can holler at me and you scream at me and you can try your hardest to teach me everything that you know. But if I don't listen, guess what happens? Every time. If I don't listen. If I don't pay attention, you can try to teach me until you are blue in the face, and it's not going to happen because uh, I don't have a mind to learn. If we have the mind to learn, the Holy Spirit will teach us. The Holy Spirit will guide us. The Holy Spirit will lead us and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, whatsoever is in this book. We can't bring it to our remembrance if we don't study. We don't study if we're not in communication with God. We speak to Him through prayer. He speaks to us through His Word. If we have that breakdown of communication, that's where we get in trouble. That's where we begin to struggle. That's where things begin to get twisted, go haywire. That's where a monkey wrench gets thrown in our life whenever that breakdown of communication happens. Whenever we're no longer reading and studying, whenever we're no longer listening to the Holy Spirit, when we're no longer asking God for His leadership, for His guidance, that's when things go crazy. Back up, verse number 6. Jesus saith unto them, I am the way. Do we need anything else? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Jesus is the way. That's it. We can't wander about aimlessly in this life if we're a saved person. The Holy Spirit's not gonna let us. Holy Spirit is gonna convict us. It's gonna tug on us. It's it's gonna get our attention. And let us know, hey, Jesus is the way. Flip back if you would to Proverbs. Chapter number sixteen. Proverbs sixteen. Verse number nine. I know I've said it before, I'm gonna say it again. Comes Christmas time or Valentine's Day or any other of those made-up holidays that Hallmark makes a killing on. All these movies show on the Hallmark channel, and and the one thing that that they use over and over and over and over again, they they tell you, follow your heart. Follow your heart. The Bible says not to. The Bible says follow God. Our heart deviseth. Well, let's read it. Proverbs 16, verse number 9. A man's heart deviseth his way. Our heart chooses which the way we go. Have we given our heart to God? There's a colon immediately following that. That means keep reading. We're about to explain it. But the Lord directeth his steps. We've given our life over to God. God will take care of us. God will lead us. God will guide us. But we've got to listen. Flip over to James in chapter number one. The last place we'll turn today. Book James, chapter number one. James is a very short, but a very convicting book. Chapter one, verse five, he said, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Does anybody in here not know everything about everything? we missing a little bit whenever it comes to intelligence whenever it comes to wisdom whenever it comes to how to raise our kids whenever it comes to how to live our life whenever it comes to to how to direct our family whenever it comes to how to study the Bible whenever it comes to how to pray do we lack anything is there anything missing in our life or are we perfect the way we are we all think one way or the other there's only an A or B there's no middle ground there's no straddle of fence there's no all the above we either think we know it all, or we know that we don't. That's the only two ways. If you think that you know it all, you're in trouble. You ever studying really, really hard for a test, and then get into the test and wonder Am I in the wrong place? Get in the test and think, oh, my goodness, I must have studied the wrong chapter, the wrong subject. Whenever we think we know it all in life, that's what happens. That's what happens. Ran into a guy at the nothing but the smoking time. Yes. No, I didn't. He, was still on he knew me. He knew my brother. He knew everything about us. He had to went to high school with me, but I didn't recognize him from out. But he told me, he said, everything that they prepared me in high school for life, he said, it didn't do. teach us how to do taxes in high school. They didn't teach us the the, the ins and outs of the financial system. They didn't teach us the ins and outs of society. They didn't teach us that church was important. They didn't teach us that college would make you crazy. They didn't teach us that having a trade was more important than memorizing a textbook. They didn't teach us those things in high school. If any man lacked wisdom, he had a of God. If any man does not have all the answers, (laughs) Bailey has not slept during the day for the last three days. She's missing out. Three days in a row. She has been on a roll since about seven o'clock this morning, and I don't know the answer. I don't. You give her a pacifier, she throws it out. Give her something to eat, she don't care. She don't want. She smeared chocolate pudding all over her face this morning because she thought it was funny. I don't know the answer. I don't know what to do. What do you do? Any man lack wisdom. Verse number five. Let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. Very few times in our life are we supposed to, uh, to be liberals. But there's a lot of instructions that lead us that direction. Whenever you apply butter to your toast, you're supposed to apply it liberally. A lot. What what, what does that mean? What does that mean? It's a very, very good quality for most things that we should have. We should be liberal in our love. We should be liberal in our faith. We should be liberal in our giving. We should be liberal in our humbleness. God gives it to us without holding back. That's what a very broad definition of that word means. Without holding back. (coughs) Giving it all to us. Whenever you go to Texas Roadhouse, they give you that that nice bread and they give you that butter. I don't think you have enough butter until you can't see the bread. That's when you have enough butter. That's how much I, I don't hold back. If we ask God for wisdom, He won't hold back. He will give it to us liberally. He will give it to us without holding back. He'll, he'll give it all we need and then some. Solomon asked for wisdom to govern his people. God said, I'm going to give it all to you. One of the wisest men of ever lived. One of the richest men to have ever lived. Do we desire that God gives us wisdom? The only way that we're going to make it through life in the center of his will is if he does. The only way that we're going to make it. Verse 6, let him ask in faith, not wavering. If you're going to trust a, a Tom Tom, or if you're going to trust a Siri, or if you're going to trust something to lead you this direction, and you're going down the street, and it tells you to make a right not behind Brother D.B.'s bench. And you're going, you're going, and you wait until the last minute, and you turn. What's going to happen? You're going to explain everybody out of their seatbelt against the wall. You're going to burn all the the cups in the cup holders. Everything's going to spill out. You're going to make a mess of it if you don't ask in faith. If you don't believe in faith. If you don't go in faith. not Question. You're not supposed to question whenever your wife tells you to do something. You're supposed to do it. That's it. Short and sweet to the point. You're not supposed to question when God tells you to do something. You're not supposed to question when God leads you in this direction. You're not supposed to question when God convicts you over this in your life. God knows what is good for our life. God knows what is best for us. We can imagine the best future that we could possibly have. We can imagine in our head we can paint a picture. And God's future for His children is better than that. But we got to let him lead our life. We got to give it to him. We got to say, God, I'm here. God, take the reins. God, you know what is better. You know what is best. God, lead me. And he will. He will lead our life. He will take us in the direction that he wants us to go. So that he can be honored and glorified. So that we might prosper through him. But we got to give it to him. If you're here and lost this morning, the only way for you to ever, ever, prosper the only way for you to ever get close to God is to give it all to him right now Jesus came to die on the cross because you were a sinner and because you needed him if you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your savior the bible says believe turn loose of what you're holding on to believe on Jesus ask and believe and trust and in faith in Jesus Christ to save you and then you'll know about that guide. You'll know about that comforter. You'll know about that Holy Spirit that comes to dwell within you. But you've got to give it to him. You've got to turn it over. You've got to turn it loose. My prayer to God be this morning that we could all turn me loose. That we could all turn what, what I want, what I desire loose. If you're lost, turn loose of whatever is holding you back. Give it to God. If you're saved, turn loose of whatever thoughts that you have is best for your life. And give it to God. His way is better. Every time. I'm going to have a verse for Psalm. But that's for a verse of invitation. Someone would have something on their-